Welcome to the Truly Nourish Podcast. My name is Rebecca Laurel Hill. I'm a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and life wellness expert. This podcast has one mission, to help women break free from dieting and overeating patterns and transform how they nourish themselves in body, mind, and soul. Each episode, we dive into teachings and tools that will help you find more peace and freedom with food, more enjoyment living in and caring for your body, and more happiness and fulfillment in your life overall. Thank you for being here. Let's get started. Hello, beautiful listeners. In this week's episode, I'm going to continue on the topic from the last time on how and why dieting drives us to eat more and not less. And this week we are talking about the psychological consequences of dieting and the psychological factors related to the diet mentality or the patterns of thinking we get from dieting that cause us to overeat. And perhaps to help you gauge for yourself if you're ready to break up with dieting and that fearful and restrictive way of thinking about food that goes with dieting. So to first recap, last week we talked about the physical restriction that can greatly impact our biology and physiology and drive us to eat more, such as eliminating certain foods from your diet or cutting calories or cutting out certain macronutrients like fat or carbs in a drastic way. And basically, the more drastic these restrictions from what your body is currently used to receiving, you know, such as before you go on the diet, your body is used to eating a certain way and receiving a certain amount of food and a certain type of food. And then if you drastically change that when you go on the diet, your body is going to kind of go into a shock. And it has these counter effects that are undesirable, such as driving us to eat more. So now let's talk about that psychological aspect, about the diet mentality. And my definition of the diet mentality is that psychological restriction of food. So it's the food rules and the food fears that we have. And it's often the thoughts that sound something like, okay, I should not eat this, or this food is so fattening, or, oh, I wonder how many calories this is, or this is a good food, and that is a bad food, and so on and so on. So essentially, in your mind, the diet mentality always sounds judgmental about food, or fearful of eating certain foods, or worried about what to eat or worried about when to eat or worried about how much to eat. And these thoughts that are fearful of food or that are constantly judging food or judging your eating and creating feelings of anxiety, uncertainty, and distrust around food and all these types of anxious and distrustful feelings that you get from those thoughts drive you to engage in all sorts of unhelpful eating and possibly exercising behaviors that also aren't unhelpful. So the the diet mentality is this internal fear-driven voice about food that will drive you to take actions to restrict or engage in dieting behaviors that don't serve you and that drive you to end up eating more 
than you actually want to be eating. And you know the phrase, you always want what you can't have, right? You've heard that phrase, you always want what you can't have. And that is a big part of what's happening in the dieting process. When you don't allow yourself the foods you really enjoy because you fear them, it's like you start a fight within yourself. And one voice is saying, oh, I love this food. And then the other voice is saying, but you can't have that or you shouldn't have that. This food is bad. So with this constant good food, bad food chatter in your mind or right food, wrong food chatter, you eventually get mentally tired and frustrated from fighting with that food in your mind. And then what typically happens eventually is you just throw up your hands in the air and you eat all the food to get relief from that mental internal anxiety about the food. And you end up eating all the food that you told yourself you should not have, all that food that you told yourself that was wrong to eat. And so it's like this feeling of deprivation from all the mind chatter of shunt and bad and shame on you that creates this feeling of deprivation that drives you to overeat. It's like this depleted and deprived feeling internally. So like last week we talked about how we can feel deprived and depleted physically from dieting. And even if we don't feel it in our body specifically at the cellular level, our cells can become sort of depleted and deprived in ways that drives our survival mechanism in our brain to cause us to want to eat and eat and eat. But also there's this psychological aspect like I'm talking about now that we also, from just all that chatter and anxiety about food in our mind, we can feel deprived and depleted. And that also causes us to crave and want to eat. And this type of overeating is especially common when a person is under mental or emotional stress because often when we feel deprived from dieting and are also under stress at that same time, to comfort or relax from that life stress, we will often reward ourselves with that forbidden food. So we think, oh, I'll just have one piece of this or one bite of this because I just need to you know, give myself some reward in some way or I just need a reprieve and then you end up eating the whole thing because first of all we we feel like we've been deprived of it but then second of all we have this fear that it's going to be taken away again like I'm just gonna eat a little bit of this but I know I shouldn't and shame on me for doing this but I just need this right now and it's gonna be taken away again like I'm gonna get back on the diet or I'm gonna get back on track tomorrow and so It's like this feeling of fear that it's going to be taken away that drives us to end up eating more as well. Because once again, we always want what we can't have. So this is why going on a diet is also never a solution for emotional eating or for the stress, um, you know, the stress eating that might be happening in your life. Dieting can't solve that because it's only going to end up making it worse in the long run. That restriction is just going to cause you to over-desire the food. And then when something emotional 
happens in your life where, you know, that causes emotions to rise up in you, the first thing you're going to want to do is go to those comfort foods that you've been restricting through dieting. And then you crave them more and more during those stressful or emotional times. And then the more you overeat them during those times. Another consequence of the diet mentality and this guilty or fearful way of thinking about food is that it interferes with our ability to feel satisfied while we're eating. So what happens is when we have this negative chatter in our minds about what we are eating, such as, oh, I shouldn't be eating this, or this is fattening, or I'm so bad for wanting this, and I'm so bad for eating this, or I'm so bad for going off my diet, all those kinds of thoughts, when we are eating and these types of thoughts are happening in our mind and we're feeling guilty for what we're eating in that moment, we are not being present with our food. And when we are not being present with our food and really enjoying it and savoring it and tasting it, our brain can't register that that food is even being eaten. And the production of those feel-good neurotransmitters that we are supposed to get from eating, those transmitters such as dopamine and serotonin, that signal is blocked. And so we don't get that feeling of satisfaction from the food that we're even eating. And when we don't feel satisfied, we will naturally want to eat more and more to to try to find that feeling of satisfaction. And so as you probably already know, the mind and body are connected. So whatever the mind is doing while you're eating will affect how your body responds to your food. And whatever the body is doing, such as whatever is happening inside of you at that cellular and biochemical level, will also affect how your mind works and responds. And you've probably had those days where you don't maybe feel as good physically and also then your mind sort of checks out as well. You don't think as clearly and you may have difficulty making decisions or just difficulty focusing. And this is all very normal. This is part of the body's repair and survival protocol, basically. It's, It's a really great thing when we are sick. It helps us to heal. But we rather, all of us, myself included, would rather avoid unintentionally putting ourselves into that place by not nourishing ourselves well. So this is why the mental and mind nourishment is just as important as the physical body nourishment because they are a codependent system and the optimal functioning and use of the mind supports the optional functioning and use of the body and vice versa. So now let's talk about the importance of quitting dieting and letting go of diet mentality in order to have true wellness and the well-being that we desire. And quitting dieting practices and letting go of food anxieties, food guilt, and food fear is not about giving up on weight loss if weight loss is something that you desire. Instead, What I know and what's also been proven is that true and lasting weight loss comes from wellness, not from dieting. Because wellness implies that we are connected to ourselves and to our bodies and that we're taking good care of ourselves and our bodies and also taking good care of our minds and emotions. And when that is happening, 
any weight loss that is needed for the body will be a natural byproduct of wellness. So the body knows exactly how to release any extra weight that it is carrying. And it does that when the body and the mind are being optimally cared for and nourished. So I always say that recreating your relationship with food from one that is negative to one that is positive is about coming back home to yourself, coming back home to also your body and to food. And this is how we create that true wellness that allows for weight to be released from our body. And what I mean by coming back home is really listening to your own intuition about what is best for you and for your life. So basically, ignoring all the noise outside of you, ignoring other people's ideas and opinions, and tuning in and listening to what is right for you. Because we are all unique and we all have different lives and different needs for ourselves. So there are also different unique bodies and biochemistry and physiology. And so there is no one size fits all when it comes to eating or weight loss. And it means also learning to listen to how your body speaks to you and trusting your body's guidance as it speaks to you. So that's the other thing, just being willing to trust what you're perceiving from your body and really connecting to it and using that wisdom that it has and that it's willing to provide you. And then it also means being present with your food while you eat. So coming back home to your food and connecting to the eating experience, enjoying your food, not judging it, not fearing the food and shaming the food and judging the food and judging yourself for eating it, but rather choosing the food that you love, that feels good to eat, like physically, but also is tasty and nourishes you you emotionally as well and really savoring everything that you choose to eat. And so you and your body are the best experts and guides when it comes to how you best need to eat for optimal health and well-being and for weight loss, which means this is a process of regaining connection and trust with yourself and your body. And a huge part of that involves releasing both dieting behaviors and especially diet mentality, in order to rebuild that connection and trust between you and yourself and between you and your body. So in order for you to become the expert of yourself and find that best, most satisfying nutrition for you, along with the help of your body, you need to, like I mentioned a moment ago, protect yourself from the outside noise and opinions of everyone and everything else such as that messaging from diet culture, the constant uh, advertising of the diet industry, and also perhaps people in your life who may be well-meaning and want the best for you, but who may also frequently say what diet you should do or what you should do to lose weight or what you should eat or what you shouldn't eat. We all have some of those people in our life who love us, but who are also trying to always tell us what to do. 
And sometimes taking our power back when it comes to our eating and our wellness means that we have to create some healthy boundaries with others. Sometimes that's part of the process. And now I want to I want you to recall when you first started dieting. Uh, I think I mentioned on last week's episode that I really started to perceive dieting and that there was this idea of a better body that you could have and whatever. Uh, I started to like receive that information around eight, age nine or I started to like perceive it basically. And I put myself on my first diet, which lasted for only a week um, until college. And then I started to restrict again and, you know, I got the eating disorder. And I believe I talked all about that uh, previously on an episode. But I want you to recall for yourself when that happened for you. When did you first start dieting or feel anxious about food or start analyzing food or start worrying about how to eat right? And was there an outside influence that put you on a quest for a better way of eating or for a better body? And an outside influence perhaps could be the opinion of a family member or the ideas and thoughts of another family member that influenced you. Or it could have been friends or peers at school or a certain body ideal portrayed on TV or in fashion or in magazines or somewhere in the media that influenced you or the messaging of the diet industry, you know, telling you that you need to eat differently than the way you've been eating or you need to be fitter and healthier than you are or the messaging from the diet culture that causes you to think that your body's not good enough in some way or it needs to be fitter or smaller or more toned in some way, or the messaging that a different body can give you more confidence to really achieve the goals and desires in your life. So the outside influences that have impacted us over time come in various forms. But I know that all of us received some sort of influence at some point in our life, like that initial influence that sent us on a path of wanting to improve our body or improve our eating in some way. And then on this topic of letting go of dieting and food rules and so forth, I know that sometimes women feel anxiety about quitting the dieting methods that they always tend to fall back on, or they feel fearful about letting go of the food rules and the tracking and the counting or however it looks for them. And even though they know and have even seen the evidence in their lives that dieting is not working for them and maybe even harming them in certain ways, there is this fear of letting go of dieting that happens because for many people, dieting can feel like a safety net in life. It can feel like an element of control in your life when other areas of your life may feel more out of control and uncertain. It's like something you can grasp onto, like, well, I can control and manage and fix my eating sort of thing. And I remember I experienced this too, even though my relationship with food was really problematic and I truly did want to change it, it still took me quite some time to be ready to let go of the way that I was doing things because that habit that I was in gave me a feeling of safety, a feeling of control that 
would comfort my anxious mind. And also, I didn't know who I would be without the habit because it had become so ingrained in me and I had started to create somewhat of an identity around it. And I, I really didn't know who I was without it. So a pivotal moment for me was when I started to look beyond my current situation and think in the realm of possibility. And I started to imagine a version of me who wasn't struggling with her body and food. And I, and I kind of remembered the version of me in high school. And she was very just at ease, naturally intuitive eater, physically active, but not obsessive about exercise. And thinking back on that version of her, or, or of me at, uh, in high school was helpful in helping me to think forward into the realm of possibility, into the future of a new version of me that I could create once I let go of this eating disorder that I had, you know, been wrapped up in for several years. And so I imagined that new version of me, like who she was, how did she eat and what was her life like and how did she exercise and what did she do more of in her life and how did she show up differently because she was no longer in this obsessive food and exercise compulsive habit. And so that was a moment that helped me begin to shift. And it's what was that first catalyst, basically. So even though I was fearful of letting go of the habit and letting go of all that control in my, my own personal diet mentality and way of restricting, uh, I was able to do it because of that first pivotal moment. So for you, if the idea of quitting dieting practices and letting go of your food rules is maybe scary, just rest assured that if you can tap into your courage and start to imagine this other version of you who is free, who is peaceful with food, who is balanced when it comes to her eating and her relationship with food, it will help you to connect with a new truth for yourself and to begin to feel energized by the possibility of it and also the probability. Because if you can imagine it, then it's highly probable that you can become her. Because anyone and everyone can change. I mean, I'm an example of that. And no matter how long you've struggled or how stuck you might feel right now, it doesn't have to be that way forever. So to get ready for change and to take the first step in releasing dieting and moving toward a natural, healthy way of being with food and being what they call an intuitive eater, it's first to begin to look at how dieting has negatively affected your life up until this point. And this isn't about feeling guilty or ashamed for choosing dieting. That's not what the purpose of this is. Because you didn't do anything wrong by choosing dieting. I didn't do anything wrong by getting into an eating disorder. It's just this is part of life's lessons and growth that for whatever reason we were meant to go through it. But we don't have to continue on that path. So by reflecting on how it's negatively affected you, it helps you to simply collect data from your life and help you to decide if you want to start the process of letting go of the past 
and moving into a new version of yourself. And here are some things that you can reflect on for yourself. First, how has dieting negatively affected you physically? So have you lost weight and regained it several times because of dieting? Or does dieting leave you feeling hungry or unsatisfied after meals? Or does dieting zap your energy in any way? So just reflecting on for yourself, when I go on a diet or when I restrict or when I have all these food rules, how does it negatively affect me physically? Then second, how does it affect you socially? Such as, does it cause you to worry about eating at social events or on holidays? Or does dieting make you worry about eating out or eating with other people? I know this was a huge thing for me, um, the social aspect. Also, has diet culture caused increased anxiety about your body image? Like Because of that whole diet culture culture thing, uh, do you feel more negative about your body? Um, And has that affected maybe relationships in your life or how confidently you live your life? Third, how has dieting negatively affected you psychologically? So has dieting or do food rules and food anxieties make you feel distracted and unable to focus on what's important to you? Does it cause you to enjoy life less in some way, like you're not able to fully embrace and enjoy your life because of the dieting and the food rules and just fears about food? Or has dieting caused you to feel left out in any way because maybe you feel like you can't enjoy the food you love like other people can? Or does dieting cause you to constantly worry about the scale and what the scale is doing? That can be another big distraction from fully living life. Uh, It was for me. (laughs) That's why I mention it. Or does it make you worry and obsess about what to eat next or how much to eat at your next meal? This is another huge thing for me. I basically relate to 99% of these. So this is just my personal experience. And I know that many of you who are listening can relate to at least some of these as well. Uh, Or does dieting make you feel deprived or emotional in any way or cause you to crave certain foods even more? And then finally, how has dieting negatively affected your day-to-day behaviors? Like for me, it really affected not only my eating, but also how I exercised. And that just took so much time and energy from my life and also from my mental focus Um, So maybe does dieting make you feel irritable in any way? Do you react to others in certain ways that are unhelpful? Or has dieting caused you to binge on foods? Like on the other side of the restriction, there's always a binge. Or does it cause you to beat yourself up in any way because you feel like you're failing at it or you're when you're not making progress on it or you're falling off the wagon, you beat yourself up? Or does the number on the scale dictate what you will choose to eat or what you will not eat on any given day? So, you know, if that scale goes up a pound, you don't eat all day, however that can look, or you you cut back, or you just get really strict with your eating when the scale's not going down, 
Or maybe the other thing that happens is because the scale's not going down, you get so frustrated and give up and you just binge from that perspective. So, you know, based on what I've touched on so far, what's coming up for you? Are you seeing any ways that dieting maybe is not serving you in your life, even though you feel this attachment to it or it's kind of been the default thing that you've always done? How, you know, starting to see, oh, wow, yeah, I. I know that this is not serving me. Do I feel ready to let go of it? Do I feel ready to begin to let go of the fear I have around food, the anxieties, the food rules that I have? Am I really ready to begin that process if you feel like it's something that's been controlling your life? Now let's talk about the potential benefits of quitting dieting for each of those same areas. I have several of these that I'm going to go through and I just want you to listen and reflect on, oh yeah, if I change this, I can see how I could have that. So first, what are some potential benefits to your physical body? Well, first of all, by letting go of calorie restriction and instead focusing only on the quality and pleasure of food, we get to avoid those feelings of deprivation. And this can also then decrease physical hunger and cravings and improve metabolism. Also, there is a typically less overeating because there's no more cheat day binging. You know, when we have those diets where we give ourselves cheat days, often those cheat days turn into these binges. Um, No more rebound overeating that often happens after coming off a diet. So those are also benefits to your physical body. There are also no more overeating episodes from those feelings of exasperation or frustration that we also get from falling off a diet. You know, like I just mentioned, you mess up on the diet and you throw your hands up in the air and you just say, oh, screw it, and you just go eat all the food. So when you're not dieting, that no longer has to happen. Also, you're able to start to practice eating in connection with your body, which is the way all naturally thin people do. And that just means, you know, those people who enjoy food but never really think about it unless food's in front of them, unless they're eating it, and they're just naturally able to easily maintain their ideal weight. It's kind of like food's no big deal. Um, That is because they have this intuitive connection to not only their food that they're eating and that allows them to eat the right amount for their body, but they're also connected in listening to their body's signals and cues and the feedback their body gives from the certain types of foods that they eat. And so when you let go of the dieting mentality and the dieting practices, this is what you're able to then move into. And you also get to exercise your body for fun and enjoyment rather than to burn calories or to burn fat. And that adds pleasure to your life instead of taking away pleasure from your life. And you no longer have to feel sluggish or super tired from not eating enough. That right there is a huge bonus. And so next, I want to mention some potential benefits to your mind and emotions. So first, there's no more preoccupation with food. So you can put your mental energy towards things you love instead of, you know, always being hyper-focused on analyzing food and worrying about food 
Also, instead of obsessing and analyzing and counting or tracking the things that you eat, you begin to learn how to trust yourself and your body's cues to tell you when you're hungry, to tell you what food you're hungry for, and to tell you when you've had enough to eat. And that's freedom. You also get to fully enjoy any foods you choose to eat without guilt and without labeling as right or wrong. And you also no longer have to judge yourself according to what the scale says or according to what you eat on any given day because it's not about the scale anymore. It's about nourishing yourself. It's about being healthy. It's about loving food and enjoying life. And when you're in that place, once again, of wellness, If the scale is meant to go down, like if you are carrying extra fat and extra weight on your body, you know, according to what your body's natural perfect weight is, your body will release that weight. It knows how to do that. And instead of following dieting rules, you get to begin to practice building trust with yourself and then honoring yourself around food. That's really important too, that self-trust. And that takes time if you've been always relying on dieting and food rules to make your decisions. Building that self-trust is a, a practice that you practice. However, you become an expert and skilled at it with time. And then once again, it gives you all that freedom. And then you also get to become fully in charge of your eating and make your own decisions in a way that feels respectful towards your unique needs. So similar to what I was just saying, you know, it's about you doing what's right for you rather than doing what a diet's telling you to do. And because you always have permission to eat, you no longer have the perpetual fear of getting too hungry or of feeling deprived. And you also get to choose your own thoughts about your body instead of listening to what others say bodies should look like. We all have that programming from our culture that this is the best type of body to have. This is the most attractive body. But we get to make the, our own rules. Like who says? Who says that there's a right type of body? I'm just going to speak for the men out there. I know that men love all sorts of types and shapes of body, that it's not the body, that it is the whole person, it's the whole woman that they're attracted to. And so you as a woman and you as a unique individual and person get to decide what is attractive for you. You get to decide what body is right for you. You get to shut out all the noise from outside And you get to be you. And if that involves losing some weight, well, it can happen through wellness, through taking care of yourself, through nourishing yourself, through loving yourself. And you get to decide to feel confident without needing to lose weight first. And you get to feel attractive now at any shape or size because it's all a mind thing. It's how you think about yourself and how you think about your body. It has nothing to do with your actual weight or shape or size. Whether you think you're too skinny or think you're too fat and unattractive because you're too skinny or unattractive because you think you're too fat, 
It's all just thoughts. You can change those thoughts. And by changing those thoughts, you can start to feel good about who you are and good about your body just as it is. And that well-being inside of you will allow you to release any extra weight that's meant to be released. Your body will naturally do that with you. And also, instead of worrying about food in social situations... You get to enjoy eating with people. That's also another great thing about not dieting. You get to choose what is healthy and feels right for you based on whatever food is available in that moment in the social situation and you get to enjoy it and you don't have to count it and track it and analyze it and worry about it and judge it and fear it and all that stuff. You also get to enjoy more types of foods and enjoy culinary variety and that helps you to feel more satisfied and when you feel more satisfied, you always end up eating less in the long run. The more satisfied you feel after every meal, the less and less you need to eat. So it's like that meal by meal thing of like with each meal, when you can find that satisfaction, Just over time, you naturally eat more and more in balance with exactly what your body needs. And you also never have to compare what you eat to what others are eating, which we often do when we're in that dieting mindset. We're thinking, oh, she's eating that and they're eating that, but I'm eating this. Ooh, you know, you're judging yourself based on what other people are eating or not eating and whatever. And when you're just following what is right for you and right for your body and what tastes good and you're in that place of freedom like all that comparison goes away and you also get to practice letting go of what other people think about food because people have a lot of their own opinions and judgments about how to eat and instead of hearing all that and feeling like you need to listen to it, you instead really get to eat what you love and what is right for you and healthy for you and what your body loves and thrives on. And you get to just allow yourself that. And when you really begin to trust and also honor your body's guidance and cues, you no longer live in that constant fear of overeating. You start to feel at ease and in balance around food because you know that You trust yourself and you know that your body is guiding you and you know how to listen to it. And this is something that develops over time. This is something that you practice because once again, how we build a skill is through practice, how we become an expert at something and become very proficient and naturally good at it is through practice. But the cool thing is, is even though maybe you've been disconnected from that, it is how you are naturally designed, like you were born with that ability. And next, you also no longer feel the pull to use food as a reward, simply because you get to eat what you want whenever you want. And so that forbidden aspect and rewarding aspect of food that makes it so over desired that all dissolves and it just becomes food it's like yeah you can eat treats and you can eat what they would say is forbidden but it's going to be in this smaller amount this natural amount it's not going to be binged on it's not going to be something that you're doing every single day because food is once again just food it doesn't you don't have this 
physical over desire and also you don't have this mental and emotional over desire for food anymore. And you also get to start having fun making your own food rules because you can have your own food rules. I definitely do. And I have my own eating strategies that work for me and for my body and for my tastes and for my lifestyle. So this is what you get to do when you become like that natural intuitive eater or, you know, coming back home to what that is for you because it's already who you really are. And this is one of my favorite things about being an intuitive eater and not being in that diet mentality. And I can guarantee you that my way of eating would probably be unappealing to many people, but that's okay because it's my way of eating. It's not their way of eating. And it works well for me and for my body and my body can thrive on it. And it's always changing because like we are in flux. We are dynamic as humans. Our bodies biochemically, like depending on how we're sleeping and the stress we have or the stress we don't have, that all impacts like how our body responds to food. And so being an intuitive eater is so freeing, not only just because of the choice that we're given, but also because we get to just work with our body based on what it's asking for each moment by moment by moment of our life. And that means that we get to nourish ourselves well and also enjoy food. And sometimes, you know, what tastes really good now and what's working really well for our body might not in five years. But because we can be in that flow and be dynamic and be experimental and always allowing ourselves to try new things and do things differently, we're always going to get back into that balance where with what are, wherever our life and body are at at that time. And then another huge thing is you no longer feel like you have to eat perfectly to be healthy. Because healthy can look so many different ways for different people, and we all get to find that for ourselves. That's what that connection with our body allows us, and that's why it's so powerful. Because healthy looks different for each different individual. But it's that self-trust and that willing to experiment and the willing to let go of food rules and these diet ways of thinking that are what allow you to get to that place. And then you also no longer ever have to hear your inner critic about how bad your eating is or experience that rebellious self-talk that we can have from not following the diet perfectly. So instead, you get to practice working with your body once again and choosing how to eat moment by moment instead of shaming yourself or saying whatever you're saying to yourself about eating wrong because once again, there's no eating wrong. There's only what works for you. And you also get to feel calm instead of anxious around food. That's wonderful. And another very important thing is you get to address the real underlying reasons why you might be eating when not hungry physically. So instead of sweeping that under the rug by restricting and dieting like, well, oh, I overate this because I was stressed and or this happened in my life and so I overate and so I'm just going to get back on the diet. I'm going to do better tomorrow. I'm going to eat, you know, clean up my diet for the rest of the week, however that looks. But then you're just kind of sweeping that emotional stuff under the rug. You're not really addressing the root of the emotional thing that's happening that may be driving the overeating habit. And so to get the real freedom, we got to start to do that inner work, right? We got to 
work on processing our emotions, understanding our emotions, understanding where they're coming from, such as the ways of thinking and believing that are causing them. And that is the work to do for emotional eating if you want real freedom. Also, by not dieting, you are able to learn how to feel at home in your body and safe around food. And you also get to experience both the highs and the lows of life without using food. So once again, food just becomes food. Um, Dieting just causes us in so many ways to not understand our bodies and their needs and also then to not feel safe with food and also you know when we're dieting we tend to gravitate towards wanting to use food for celebration and reward more and also we tend to gravitate towards wanting to use food for comfort and feelings of safety and and whatnot so when we're not dieting all that kind of stuff dissolves or gets less and less and less and less, especially as we do the inner work and the body image work along with it. And you also no longer experience mental and emotional stress from being on a diet. And instead, you really get to care for yourself rather than putting all your focus on following the diet. So, you know, dieting itself can cause stress, right? Life can be stressful enough and then you put yourself on these restrictive ways of eating and having to track and count and all that kind of stuff. And that just creates more stress. And so that's another benefit of not dieting. And with that, you get to practice nourishing yourself physically, mentally, and emotionally instead of that feeling of stress, deprivation, depletion that comes from dieting and the food rules. And you're also allowed to enjoy the foods you love rather than shaming yourself for eating them, which decreases feelings of anxiety and increases feelings of satisfaction and peace and well-being with food. And you can feel more peaceful by also showing yourself love and kindness around food instead of that self-judgment and inner rule enforcer that comes from dieting. That part of you that's always beating yourself up for eating wrong or falling off track, whatever it might be. All of that just goes away and you get to just decide like I'm going to show myself love and kindness and I'm going to do my best and practice eating in a way that is loving from for myself. Now finally, I want to touch on some of the potential benefits to your spiritual self by letting go of dieting and diet mentality. So first, you get to focus on appreciation and gratitude for your body and for food instead of judging them or feeling bad about them. That's so important. And I've touched on that, I think, in previous episodes, the appreciation and gratitude part and how that really starts to um, help us get out of overeating habits. You also get to relate to food as a gift and as a delight for the senses that enhances physical, emotional, social, and spiritual well-being. Rather than relating to food as something that needs to be feared or controlled or restricted. You are also able to focus on the sensory aspects of foods and connect to the aromas and flavors and textures and presentation of what you eat while feeling a deep appreciation for that food and how it sustains your life instead of once again feeling like it has to be restricted and controlled and feared and analyzed and forbidden and shamed and and that kind of stuff. And you get to focus on the purpose of food 
which is to bring you pleasure and keep you vibrant, healthy, and energized. That's the marriage that you want. You want to find that blend of getting real pleasure and satisfaction from your food by number one, choosing good food that you enjoy, being mindful and present with it while you're eating it. And then with that, having the food help you feel vibrant, healthy, and energized. So by that, I mean, how is your body responding to it? You're choosing foods to experiment with and then seeing how your body's responding from that process of being mindful while you eat it and from the new types of foods you might be trying and whatever it might be. And then you also get to reflect on the origins of the food you eat and get to appreciate how the food is grown and produced with care and attention. You get to come back to what's truly important, right? Because when we're dieting and we're restricting and we're fearful and anxious and having food rules, it's like it really disconnects us from what is truly important. And, you know, we we get to come back then to, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful for food. I'm so grateful for the farmers who make my food. I'm so grateful for these in ethical food companies that are wanting to make healthy food and who are wanting to take good care of animals and take good care of the land and, you know, whatever, that sort of thing that brings you back home to what's truly important rather than you know, shaming and judging yourself for food and feeling like you're doing it wrong and all that kind of stuff. So after listening to this now, I want you to think about your situation around your body and your situation with food and maybe take some notes and reflect on how quitting dieting or any diet mentality that you hold and any food rules and food fears and those sorts of things, how letting that go would improve your relationship not only with yourself and with your body and with food, but also how would it improve your overall quality of life? Thanks so much for listening. I am sending you so much love. Have a great week. Are you a woman who wants to end cycles of overeating and dieting so that you can experience greater health and well-being, more peace and freedom around food, more vibrancy and more feelings of joy and confidence in your body? If so, I have a comprehensive self-study course called Food Freedom Body Bliss where you can learn step-by-step how to create just that. Go to RebeccaLaurelHill.com forward slash FFBB to learn more.